Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. Agnes, the podcast gods are not being kind to us today. They didn't because the first time we tried to record, I said Aggie because I forgot. Came off. It rolled right off the tongue. Sure. And I think they were like, don't do that to yourself. You know Mm -mm. what you wanted to do. Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short. Start it over. And, and we did. We've been having technical issues. Yeah. God. Zoom. I hate, I mean, this, well, I don't actually want to start driving to your house again like we used to do because that's like I mean, a total pain in the ass, but this is annoying too. I can't believe that we used to just like do this every week in person. Now that seems, I mean, unthinkable to me. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> like especially now that you moved well actually it probably with well it probably wouldn't take me that much longer It'd probably take me about the same amount of time but like I mean I would have to like yeah wait like your because your street cleaning would like end right at whatever time I would get like 10 o'clock or whatever and then I would have to like wait in the car until exact it was like what was I doing with my life I don't know and I can't believe I was like yeah just do that what a bitch what a cold bitch well you live, you learn, as Alanis Morissette used to say. Although I do think that my, where I live now is, it feels really far away, but I actually, I think it's not much farther away than like anywhere. It really takes like five or 10 minutes longer to get anywhere than it used to. Yeah. I mean, and from, for, for me, like it's right off the freeway. So like, yeah, going into Los Feliz or Hollywood, obviously I can't take a freeway, but going to the Valley can zip zaps up all around. I think it feels like longer because you're on the freeway the whole time. Yeah. But it's not. And I don't, 
I don't go to the Valley very, I mean, I used to go ugh, when I was a aspiring commercial actor, I would go for <laughs> commercial auditions all the time and then go to like my dermatologist. But now I have, I have no business in the Valley except, except for you now. So that's yeah. exciting. Well, you know, we have a lot going on here in the Valley. We have a lot of sushi restaurants. We have a lot of Pilates studios. Oh, I uh-huh. really wish you were watching this season of Vanderpump Rules because they trotted out the most ghoulish Pilates instructor I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no offense if you're listening, lady, but she's she looked like she was like a brunette Donatella Versace, but wow. like even skinnier and like less healthy looking. It was insane that anyone would take a um a fitness class from this woman. I may have to start watching it. I could never handle Vanderpump rules because I think that the feeling that you got from the movie Tick, Tick, Boom is what I get from Vanderpump rules. I, I could see that. Just, like, just too close to home. Just too close to home. Like too many bad memories. Yeah. Um. So I like never really watched it. But now that they live in Valley Village, I might, now that it's set in the Valley. Yeah, you're basically home. neighbors. It's basically a Paul Thomas Anderson movie now because it's right, all yeah. in the Valley. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, they have these like, you know, refurbished farmhouses. They go to these weird restaurants that I've never heard of, but I'm I sure probably you, go to all of them. Yeah, you go to them. Um, yeah. And they're, and then they just like, yeah, they have these like, it looks like houses of like my friends and I, the, like my parents' house. In this, it's, it's just like suburban houses with like a staircase. I mean, we lived in a one-story house, but a lot of my friends had two-story houses. And like, you know, that just sort of like white carpeting. It's very relaxing. Yeah. Feeling. Um, oh, yeah. The Valley is the most relaxing place. It's like being at a spa or like it truly feels like being on vacation. And all everything is just bigger here and like nicer it's just i don't know it's more great. space more parking the buildings are like str- well my apartment was also like a particularly huge shithole in los Feliz, or like east hollywood whatever it was kind of on the cusp it wasn't a shithole. Like, it's just like it was just like a a normal la style of part courtyard apartment i i mean like it was really poorly maintained there were like roaches like it was just disgusting oh, yeah. So it was, it's like just nice to be out of there. Uh, yeah. I mean, moving, I don't want to move, but I really, I'm going to ask my landlord if he can tear up this carpet and just do like a, whatever, not hardwood. That's too expensive. But like, if he can just do some cheap laminate or something, I just am so sick of my carpet. I can't even, I think there's mold growing on it now. Oh, really? I'm going to say that there is. So he gets rid of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just a lot because you guys have been there for a really long time. Eight years. And like John is really good about vacuuming. Like he basically vacuums every week and like, but you know, and I try to like, you know, take my, don't like tromp, tromp around in my dirty shoes. But you know, mm-hmm. after eight years on a carpet, it's like, what are you going to do? It's I mean, a long time. We, yeah. We live, we live here. It's not going to be pristine. We have two cats. I'm yeah. My landlord is so, I mean, you know, landlords are awful. I get it, but my landlord's really nice. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. We also, cause we used to have our old place had a management company that was so bad. I can't even get into it because there might be some legal. Like, there might be some, that, um, I know. Um, it was really, really a bad situation with my old 
it was, I don't even know who owned the building, but the management company, I think what they were doing was like predatory and like, they would like, I don't know if I should even talk about it, but they would like, I think that they were purposely leaving the gate open because like people like are, people would like come in and like get in the dumpsters like every single night. And like, they would like, miraculously no one ever broke into anyone's car that I know of, but like people would come in the dumpster and just like start throwing the trash around every single night. And I think that they were like, intention either either getting people to do it which would be really crazy or just like intentionally leaving this like side gate unlocked so that people could get in because they want to it's they very obviously like want to get everybody out and um turn it into condos or like just demolish it and build something else Mm. there um because as people moved out um all of the units were getting redone and none of them rented. Like they, they don't, when you move out, they don't rent them again. Like they just are sitting there and then they're just like completely ignoring everybody that lives there. And like, not like if you call the management company, it was like a joke. Like no one would answer the phone. No one would return your calls. Like, no, you couldn't get in touch with anybody. Um, it was just really bad. So yeah. And then like, we had to finally, we had like so many problems that we had to like call the city. Like we had black mold on our ceiling from a leak. That was not our fault. That was like from above us. We had, like I said, like roaches. And then we, um, this is like not interesting podcast. Yeah, but- <laughs> we're, we're doing a goop podcast talking about the, the abject poverty. And like just, I just like realized that I was just talking to you as if we were just like talking on the phone. <laughs> uh, but anyway, no, people, people want to hear. People want to hear. Our, our these people were people. really fucked up, and like we are, we they're definitely up to no good. And like the L.A. landlords, like L.A. property, like laws are so fucked up. Um, and they're just so corrupt, you know. It's like living in Russia. Yeah. These people. Yeah. Um well, I'm glad I'm glad you're out. Thank you. On to greener pastures. Much greener. Uh what else has been new? Well, you know, we I went away for Thanksgiving. You're you're celebrating Hanukkah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I haven't really done anything yet, but I'm gonna go to my parents' house on Saturday, which so is nice. tomorrow. Yeah. I have now made Allison Roman's matzo ball soup two times. Nice. This time I tried, I made it like a little, I tried to do like a fast weeknight version by making the broth in my instant pot. Okay. Which turned out well, except it, when you cook a chicken under pressure, it like gelatinizes even more and like the bones even become soft. So it was hard to actually pick the meat off the bones this time. Oh, because it was like so cooked. It was just like I don't know. It was a little difficult, but and then that the other interesting. I mean, it, it, the chicken ended up tasting good. It's just sometimes you're gonna get a little, a little piece of bone in there. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing I did, really wild Aggie. I don't even know. Based on, I mean, this is my idea, but then also, of course, Allison is known for adding turmeric to things. Okay. So I added just a quarter teaspoon of turmeric to my matzo balls 
just to make it a beautiful golden color. And it really is lovely. I don't even know if I taste it. Maybe I'll, next time I'll do half a teaspoon, go really crazy. But I'm like, oh, I love, it just, they look like, they look like, you know, golden dumplings. They look really nice. Oh, I bet that looks nice. Yeah. I think a lot of the time turmeric adds more color than flavor. Like not, not like, cause people, when you just put in a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's used for color a lot. Oh, totally. Um, my new favorite dish that I'm like obsessed over in my neighborhood is this Vietnamese restaurant does a turmeric fish noodles. Yeah, I know exactly. Have you had it? That's oh my the, God. That's what I told you about. That's the, yeah, Viet- to- that's the good Vietnamese restaurant on your street. It's like, I don't remember what it's called because like there are the other ones that everybody goes to. There's, there's so many one. Vietnamese restaurants in my neighborhood. This one is called Viet Noodle Bar. Yeah. And it's like, it's a, it's turmeric. I don't know how to describe it because it turmeric is the, the, the dominant flavor. It's so good. It's so good. And like the noodles are good. And then the fish, it's like fried fish filet. I don't know. It's so, it's so good. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's like, that dish is like the best thing there. It's fucking really good. And I never think of, I mean, I don't really know that much about Vietnamese food, but I never think of turmeric as like being a staple of Vietnamese cuisine. But then I was looking at other, cause we were, I was thinking about maybe going to a Vietnamese restaurant when we were in New York and Mm -hmm. I was looking at their menu and they have a similar dish. I'm like, oh, this is obviously some you know, traditional regional dish that, that at least in the, you know, in, in, in LA, uh, most Vietnamese places don't, don't do it, but this, yeah, this one does. Yeah. I mean, I've really only been going to like Valley centric restaurants. I haven't had anything like that in a while. I've only had like tail of the cock or whatever the one is in licorice pizza. Tail of the cock. Tail of the cock is closed, Uh, but that was a real place. Yeah. Um, but we did go to Carney's, which wasn't in licorice pizza, but could have been, mm-hmm. it's like a hot dog place and a train. Yeah, and I guess after once upon a time in Hollywood, they can't do Casa Vega in a movie. Really? I don't think they can do Casa Vega in a movie anymore for a little while, but I do live really close to Casa Vega. Um, you know, all of these, all of these places, there's one more thing, but I'm going to save it for my, mm-hmm. for my list. But I will just say this. I have had, um, Three chicken salads, salad, three, no, three Chinese chicken salads. Wow. In the last mm, week and a half. What a dream. I mean, this is the promise of the valley. Are you picking them up? Are you getting them delivered? What is the deal? I'm getting them delivered. Well, fancy pants over here. And I've gotten them delivered from, well, one of them we picked up, the one from Chin Chin we picked up. The one from Jones on third, I got delivered. And the one from, of course, Goop Kitchen, I did have delivered. Oh, I thought you were saying you got Goop Kitchen three times. You've really gone for the Chinese chicken trifecta. I have got, okay. So Goop Kitchen is something that I'm going to talk about because I'm like really, well, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I've. I've been like experimenting with like, what is the best Chinese chicken salad in the Valley? I mean, I think it's, I, it's, it's impossible to say because they all have their merits, you know, but I think that, and I sort of think that it might just be the OG kitchen. I've never, I need to, I've never tried it. I've only had Jones on third and Goop kitchen. I've never tried the original. 
The Chin Chin one tastes almost exactly like the Goop Kitchen one, but instead of like their like cauliflower wontons, it's just like regular okay. fried wontons, but it's very good. It's is, like, is there a Chin Chin in the Valley? Oh yeah. Interesting. On and what else do you order? You just, it's just like Chinese food. It's just like fancy Chinese food. Yeah. So do you get like fried rice or something too, or you just get the salad? I just got, I just get the salad. It's like, um, it's. Yeah, you just get I just get a salad. What is Brian? But Brian got fried rice. Fried just rice. like Brian just got fried rice. Just like a thing of fried rice for his whole meal. That was what he got. Okay. And I got just a thing of Chinese chicken salad. I mean, that sounds good. The one on Jones on Third, I think, is the most like um unconventional. Interesting. I mean, that's the one I hadn't had a Chinese chicken salad in years. And then a couple of years ago, I went to Jones on Third for lunch and I ordered it and I was like, oh my God, this is I love this item of food i love the item of food too jones on third's dressing is like more of a vinaigrette and there's less in it like jones on third is just lettuce and also the chicken is fried Mm -hmm. it's just lettuce wontons and chicken right that's it they must have like it's scallions it's been a while since i had it but i think there's like scallions and stuff and carrots i think it was I think it was the most like simple. Okay. The other ones have a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Especially of course, food. I mean, you could get it from. Have you ever gotten it from Cheesecake Factory? I haven't. I've seen I've seen them on tables, and it looks. I mean, like everything at Cheesecake Factory, it's totally over the top and baroque. Yeah. It looks. Uh, I'm sure it tastes great. I'm sure it's great. I think it's just like maybe every Chinese chicken salad is good. Mm, not like an airport one an airport every salad at the airport is depressing yeah and like a trader joe's one isn't gonna be good trader joe's salads are so horrible or like of course you know some i think fast food places might do them and they're terrible fast food places i feel like is where they're gonna break out the mandarin wendy's does mandarins Mm, i don't honestly have to say i don't mind a mandarin in the chinese chicken salad but they don't, I mean, I feel like none of these places are doing it. Chin no, Chin, no. No. Goop uh, Kitchen, no. Uh, but th- it is, that does make it a little déclassé. I think mandarins in general are like very of their time, like can't, like, what is it? It's just like a canned fruit. Yeah. Um, and now I feel like mandarins, oh, like little kids, they don't so even crazy. know oranges. They don't know other, like the citrus fruit that we grew up with. All they know is mandarins. It's just cuties all they know all the is time. cuties. It's just cuties all the time. They are cute. They that's what they eat. That's yeah. the fruit that they eat. That is it. That's the default citrus for Gen Z. Yeah, but cuties are really good. <sighs> they're fine. They're easy to peel. They don't have seeds. They taste okay, but they're not. They don't. They're not great. They're, they're great. Not, what are you talking about? They don't have that really intense flavor that the best citrus has. Yes, they do. They're fucking great. What do you know. mean? Maybe it's I not don't get the good ones. Flavor? No, it's sometimes they're it can get a little mealy. I got. Yeah, you know what? Right, Trader Joe's. Maybe it's Trader Joe's. I got some at Trader Joe's and they're terrible. I've got. I've definitely gotten a bag of cuties that was like past its prime and they were like dried out and disgusting. Yeah, and yeah. I think that especially Trader Joe's unfortunately doesn't have great produce. No. And. I do think cuties are super overproduced there. I, I read this long article about them, actually the couple that runs that owns cuties. I think I read that. Yeah. 
they're like the Sacklers of fruit. <laughs> um, they're probably going to sue us for me yeah. saying that. But they they own that. They own Palm Wonderful and California Pistachios. And they're doing like a um, like an I drink your milkshake situation with water to like irrigate all their farms. So that was what this story was about. And they're like the richest couple in California or something. They live in Beverly Hills or Bel Air or something. I believe the scion of that company or a similar pistachio company was just one of the um, uh, buyer, one of the, not contestants, the, he was on Selling Sunset to buy a house. Yeah. People are talking about Selling Sunset a lot. Should I watch that? Well, obviously I think so. You, you I mean, you've really stopped watching any of these reality shows so i don't know like they're selling- all so depressing to me now i can't watch any of them the bachelor so- bachelor in paradise oh uh real housewives it all makes me so sad selling sunset is almost a almost not quite almost a parody of a, a bravo show because it's it's taking everything that bravo sort of revolutionized as far as sort of the semi-scripted docu-soap and mm-hmm. making it, I mean, brighter colors, more insane outfits, more contrived um, plot lines. The people on the show are basically all actors. They're all like, they're technically real estate agents, but they, they're all actors and they know exactly what they're doing. There's no sort of sense of like, oh, this is a glimpse into someone's real life. That Bravo still sort of, you can you can convince yourself that Bravo is like, is recording real life. This is, I mean, it's basically scripted, but it's, it's very fun to watch. Isn't Kyle Richard's husband on that? No, I think he was somewhat affiliated with people that were on million dollar listing. Oh yeah. Which is a Bravo show. The um, selling sunset is it's called the Oppenheim group. And it's these two little bald Jewish twins that own a real estate company it's on it's on sunset like by um sunset plaza okay and then all of these sort of like six foot tall glamazon women work for him and then they all have sort of their you know their personal issues with each other and their relationship stuff but then you're also seeing them um you know sell houses so it's like a combo and the episodes this is the good thing about netflix they realize that a reality show episode should really be a half hour long and not 45 to an hour that bravo is and like they go by so quick there's no fat on them and like i love housewives but i don't even usually want to binge more than one maybe two at the very most episode mm-hmm. but like selling sunset you can just sort of lay on the couch and click play and it just, just keeps going yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i need i need something to take me away yeah um maybe i'll maybe i'll watch selling sunset you know i do watch um thousand pound sister yeah, you watch the really depressing ones. I love that you're like, that's like the one that's not depressing depress- for me, but I'll watch Thousand Pound, whatever. <laughs> Thousand Pound Sisters is really bleak, though. It is really depressing. I can't. I I mean, I love to be body positive, but there's a level that it's I'm so, it's just objectively disgusting to look well, at. Well, it's not body positive. I mean, it's like this one, because like one of the sisters, like is like doing pretty well and like lost a lot of weight and like got the gastric bypass surgery. But then the other one fell like further into her eating disorder. And she also, she's like very clearly like an addict Mm -hmm. and 
she's like extremely manipulate, extremely uh, manipulative and just really an unhappy person. And she's getting like sicker and sicker. And like, she keeps having to like go in and out of like extended care facilities and like rehab and all this stuff. And it's just, it's really fucked up. It really shouldn't be a show and I probably shouldn't be watching it. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I love these sort of fake aspirational ones where you can convince yourself that the people on the show deserve the mockery they get because they're also like reaping the rewards of fame. But the ones that are just purely exploitative of like people that are going through addiction or something, I can't. I guess I just feel like to me, if these people weren't on a show, their life would have zero excitement. But at least because there's a show they're kind of famous. They have a little glamour. They have a little, like they're connected to something outside of their little lives. And that kind of makes it more positive to me than like a bunch of desperate people in LA who like probably at some point dreamed of being artists, just like absolutely losing all sense of themselves, just like being like a pure performance. Yeah. No, I I get that. But I don't, I don't think, I think that all the people on the Bravo reality shows, like they were never, they wanted to be famous and they thought when they were coming up, they, they would think, oh, acting is a way to become famous. Yeah. And now there's other avenues that actually like, um, they get them there faster. Yeah. They get them there faster. And it's the middleman and it's more, you know, it's, it's their talent is not for acting. Their talent is for performing on camera which is like related but not the same and they're they're doing what they were meant to do yeah it's true uh let's see let's just go because our technical difficulties are who knows what's going on so we should probably just fly through this shit okay let's do it um goop is a newsletter it's still boring as fuck they really are like taking all of december off i think it's really boring yeah it was really hard to come up with a list this week they're making they're just coasting on these gift guides, I think, until the new year. But it's just like why they were someone was like, who cares? Just like put them up in the beginning of November and then we don't have to do anything for two months. Yeah. But they really put these gift guides up in like early November. And I mean, it must be obviously it's like working for them or whatever. They realize that they're it's less work and more money to come up with these goop guides than to actually conduct interviews and write beautiful essays every week like they should be doing i know like i mean we're still showing up every week except for last week no yeah and like we barely are showing up and the this week, week before yeah because our computers are broken yeah and uh, also there's some problems yeah all right so you know we had gift guides we had a couple little articles what what could you um could you yeah. dig in and, and find a, a best Well, my best is no. I mean, my best is not from the thing. It's from my life, which is, I sort of alluded to it earlier, but I've, I have been ordering Goop Kitchen like at least once a week, but maybe more. And it is the life. And I must say, I have a new favorite on the menu. I think it's better than the Chinese chicken salad. It's the fucking spring roll salad. Did you have this? no I don't think I've ever ordered it to me the spring roll salad tastes the dressing is almost more 
like a Chinese chicken salad dressing than their Chinese chicken salad has. Because it, to me, like a good Chinese chicken salad has like a little vinegary kick in the dressing. This spring roll salad, it has little like Thai chilies, some sort of vinegary ass dressing and noodles in it. Okay. And this was the salad that I was like, this is the one. Like, this is the one for me now. So I'm going to keep going. My plan is to order everything off the menu that I can. Um, But so far, that's my fave. Yeah, that looks some. it's something on the menu that I've seen. And I always am like, well, if I'm in the mood for that style of food, I was going to, you know, go for the Chinese chicken. But now I get it. I'm actually I get it. And I've done that so many times. But I'm telling you. This spring roll salad, I think, is better than the Chinese chicken to me. I, I am going to a movie. Ne- I don't Santa know what Monica I'm going to get next? tomorrow. And I'm uh, it's right by Goop Kitchen. I'm going to order it. Order it. What should you order? What else has there been that we haven't ordered? I think like we've pretty much ordered everything. I know. I've never gotten just the plain, the goop teriyaki bowl. Oh, I got that once. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, um. I, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like teriyaki clean cuisine. Perfect. But in a good way. Yeah. I've never had the classic cob. I'm not an egg person, the cob, the classic cob is, I like it, but it's really intense. There's a ton of egg. There's a ton of blue cheese. There's like so much intense, pungent flavor going on in that. And I, uh, Gwyneth is like, you know, uh, not a super taster. She's, but she's like a, not a heat seeker. I'm trying to think she's like a, a, a funk seeker, I guess, as far as food goes. She likes, yeah. She likes bold flavors, bold flavors. which I, which I like about her. And I, the Cobb salad is, it was one of the times that we went and like, or uh, I ordered for John and I, and we, we just tried a bunch of things. And yeah. that's one that like, I had a few bites of that was really good, but I don't know that I would want to make it my whole meal. They also, um, for some reason, decided to add an egg to the chicken salad, which is, I don't understand why they did it's, that. It's like keto people, I think. Keto people. Yeah. Really? It's like, it's like keto people. Yeah. Because remember once I ordered it and I got no avocado and they gave me double the chicken salad and there was no egg at the time. And that's to me the way that you want to eat this chicken salad lettuce wrap, which I think the chicken salad is my other favorite thing at at Goop. Double chicken, no avocado. Double chicken, no avocado. Avocado is something that doesn't, like, I feel like if you're not eating in-house, avocado does not travel well. It's also a texture thing where like the chicken salad is already kind of like slimy. It's like coated in, I guess not like mayonnaise, but like whatever the goop version of mayonnaise is. And then they also give you non-dairy ranch. So it's already very like wet and saucy. And like, I just don't think it needs more like slimy, creamy texture. I feel like if anything, you'd want something with like some crunch there, but I just don't think the avocado is like, you don't need more fat basically. Sorry, so, I just I just fantasized about because I'm going to that by that colony kitchen tomorrow. And I'm, oh, really? I, yeah, because I'm seeing a movie at the New Art, which is really close. Yeah. And so I'm gonna get 
the spring roll salad, and then Honeybee launched a, a vegan fish sandwich. So I'm going to get one of those too and make my oh make my fire. lunch a combo plate of Honeybee and Goop Kitchen. That's going to be so good. It's so good. And I'm, oh, I'm still, I'm still depressed that Honeybee is no longer in our neighborhood, but um god yeah you definitely love honeybee more than anyone i've ever known in my life <laughs> i it's 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 great it's a it's just the perfect answer for when you want junk food but you want to feel a little better about yourself and i wish especially now that i started playing tennis in the evenings i'm so ravenous after tennis and i mm-hmm. always either get del taco or there's a the hot chicken place by my house cluck and blaze mm-hmm. which they're both really good but it's like i definitely don't need to eat like this much garbage at like nine o'clock at night after my tennis match. I know. And if honeybee was there, it would be a perfect solution. There's like, I have a taco bell really close to me now, Yeah, which is like just a really bad, good and bad thing to have. The taco bell app is really good though, too. It's like, it's, really? yeah, it's a very intuitive app. Um, and you can, good. Like, I need it. I need my taco bell to be very intuitive. Well, and also because taco bell is something that like you can like super customize to your liking, but if you're at the drive through, you have to be like an insane person to be like, I want this instead of this. I want this instead of this. I want this instead of this, but on I the literally app, always do that. you do that. I, well, I, I always I, get. I talk about, I always get, um, beans instead of meat and everything. That's the only thing I do. So it's not like a major customization. I just tell them that. Yeah. Um, they're, I, they're, um, potato tacos are back and those are really good. Those are good. Uh, I usually get one meat thing because I don't even really consider it meat. I don't either, but. Well, isn't that, isn't Taco Bell where they were like, oh, it's like sawdust or something. (laughs) That was Jack. And well, I know when I was a kid, Jack in the box. It was the rumor that like, if you were a vegetarian, you can still eat, um, their tacos because there's literally no beef in them. But then it came out that no, it was like, it was, it was mostly like soy protein isolate, but there was still some beef. So you couldn't, you couldn't actually eat it if you were a vegetarian. But why don't they just make it all soy, like save themselves money. Everybody. I don't know. It's like, it seems like it would just, it just seems like a good idea i think nowadays it probably would be like i think back then if someone if you were like oh a beef taco doesn't have beef in it that's like a shock that meant that it was bad but now it was was good yeah they could say they would just say oh it's call we're calling it our impossible tacos and then they just spell impossible differently so they don't get sued by the company yeah i mean i would probably rather have some like soy sludge than impossible anything i don't love the impossible or beyond so again not much going on this week um but there was a recipe that looked really good and comforting and i definitely want to make it and it's simple it's just the um the pan roasted chicken thighs with mushrooms and thyme that sounds good and that sounds low carb yeah i mean it was on there was a it was like an article that was you know a cozy winter meal or whatever and it was this okay. it was like a, a kale salad with something and then some like potato cauliflower combo mash mm. but um yeah this, i i mean again this isn't this doesn't necessarily even scream goop to me it's it's almost more of like a like a smitten kitchen type of recipe or something a what but it's you do you get the bone in skin on chicken thighs which i rare i always get 
boneless. So this will be a good excuse to get the bone in. And then, and then you're just browning them. And then you have, you make a little, a little sauce with mushrooms and onions. Can and you hear me? yeah, I can hear you. Okay. You froze, but oh. maybe here I'll start again. Um, so it's just, it's bone in skin or yeah, bone in skin on chicken thighs. Uh, you brown them in the pan and then you're adding, like you're making a little sauce out of mushrooms and onions and thyme and uh, white wine and chicken stock. Mm, and then you just put it in a pan. So good. I can't wait to cook again. I haven't cooked food in like maybe a month because we've been moving and my pans are still, I don't even know where they are. My kitchen's not unpacked at all. So we've been ordering food every day. Like that, every meal has been order. It's, it is nice, but it gets, it gets expensive. And then you start feeling it. Like you're like, oh, this is, I'm eating restaurant food, food every day. It gets expensive. I mean, luckily I have like always had the option for like Goop Kitchen and stuff, but it's really expensive. And it's like, yeah, it sucks. Um, yeah. And you start feeling like sluggish and stuff. I I'm looking forward to it. It's just, but it's also been sort of like, oh, well, like I have to order a takeout because I can't possibly, you know, cook. Sure. Yeah. That. And then also like, well, I have to try all the new restaurants in my neighborhood to see yeah, what I like. And we have to try all the new restaurants in our neighborhood, which are like almost all like, I don't know. They're, they're fine. They're, they're great places to be able to walk to. Yeah. And you'll find, and you'll find your favorites. Cause you only need, I don't know. You only need like four or five great places in your neighborhood and have like, or you just, you need a, you know, pizza place, a Thai place, a Chinese place. Uh, what else? A couple others, maybe. We have a good of the places that we've been to so far. Well, we have, we have, I almost called the Casita del Campo. We have Casa Vega, which is like, makes up for a lot. Yeah. Um, and we have a cactus. Oh, oh, yum. Because yeah. Cactus is one of the few places in LA that will do a chili relleno burrito. Yeah. Which is what I always want. Yeah, that's good. So, and then we have like so much sushi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you'll have, be you'll have better sushi options for sure. I wish, I wish John liked sushi because I would order sushi all the time. Yeah. Yeah, we ordered sushi last night. All right. What was your worst? Um, my worst. Oh, the sale is the sale over already. I feel like the sale didn't last long enough. No, the sale's still on. It's just there's not much going on. It's like it's 40% off. Because okay, so there were like Black Friday sales every day over the weekend uh -huh. that were 20% off. So it was like one day it was 20%. But it's still off going. Beauty. One day it was like 20% off wellness. Whatever. Oh, it is still going. You're right. And but 20% is not much. So I didn't even, I was like, I'm still, I don't know. It wasn't enough for me to click on anything. No. And now the 40% sale is again, it's mostly garbage. It's like these clothes and it's a, it's a few beauty products that like no one wants. It's those 5% glycolic acid pads that you could get mm -hmm. at TJ Maxx. Like there's mm -hmm. a, there's one thing on my list. I'll say later that I will recommend people to buy on sale, but for the yeah. most part, at least now, maybe there'll be more things like after Christmas, but right now the 40% sale is pretty bad. 
After Christmas is usually when the sales get really good. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'm glad that it's still going. I really thought that I had missed it. And I was like, that's too fast. No, it's still going. It's just, I think it's not going to get good until after the holidays. Okay. I also have a question about something that I want that they have. What? Okay. What do you do with cashmere shorts? Do you wear them outside or do you sleep in them? Uh, they seem more like PJs. Yeah. Cause cashmere, you're not going to wear shorts in the winter necessarily. Exactly. Maybe with like tights or something on. I don't know. It says they're perfect. The perfect combination of flattering and feel good at home, running errands at that cozy girls night you said you'd go to. We like them with the matching sweater. Okay. So I can't, I just, the, this is lounge wear. This is yeah. for, this is for I'm home. And then maybe I go and get a cup of coffee. Yeah. Go to the, go to the CVS. A girl's night is like, you know, you and maybe your two best friends watching a movie, but it's not a girl's night. Like, Oh, we're going out. No, that's not what they mean. Yeah. They mean girl's night. In. Girl's night in bonbons and vibrators. Face exactly for the fucking um, vibrator, like multi-level marketing scheme yeah. <laughs> I have to go to presentation. Um, but that actually sounds, I, I need some new, because I sort of switch off between my like disgusting sweat shorts and like my disgusting basketball shorts. Yeah. And a cashmere short sounds really nice, actually. I'm really trying to get more non depressing and mortifying, uh, like, la- like not lounge, like I guess loungewear, like stuff that you can wear around the house. And then if you like run out to go do to like walk the dog or whatever, that isn't just like straight up sweatpants, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is why I bought that skim stuff. Right. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy cashmere shorts. Cashmere shorts to me sound like, uh, it's a, it's a mistake, but I just, I'm always intrigued by them. They might be, they might be a little itchy. I don't know. It might be kind of itchy. I like it. I generally think cashmere is pretty itchy. Remember when Uniqlo first opened and they would sell cashmere sweaters for like $10? Yeah. Do they still have cashmere at Uniqlo? They do, but they're like normal price now. I mean, they're not like super expensive, but they're, they were like so cheap when it first opened. It was like a loss leader to get people to go to Uniqlo. Yeah, it worked. Uniqlo was like a huge deal for like a while and now it's It's, not. Yeah. It's sort of the last, I feel like in our lives, there was always one sort of fast, fast, casual brand of clothing that was a little like cool. There, well, I always felt like there was one that like was only in New York or was only in Japan or was only in Europe or whatever. And for a long time, I mean, even in LA, we didn't have H&M. Okay. We didn't have... I think we always had forever 21, but I think like even getting H and M was like, was, yeah, it was only in New York. Well, and, and, and H and M when that first flagship store opened in New York, I was in college and it was a huge deal. I mean, cause they had all over the city, 
ads and it was Chloe Sevigny and Benicio del Toro were the faces mm -hmm. of H&M when it launched in New York. Yeah. So you're just like, oh my God, obviously these are the two coolest people in the city and you just yeah. rush to H&M. And then you yeah. look at the clothes and you're like, these clothes are literally falling apart. But New York always had good, like fast fashion. Cause before we had, for, wasn't there one that was like, like forever 21, but it was like called like 21 forever or something or just called 21 or something. Maybe there was like another forever 21 there. And then there was one called like strawberry. Oh, or straw, but strawberry was never, strawberry was like, not, it was like not cool. It was. I like, I got a, I got like a coat from one of one of those th three like okay. in new york when i was in like middle school that i was obsessed uh, with yeah uh and then zara zara was sort of big for a while even though i could never fit into those clothes were always like cut for really skinny people and i've always kind of i think zara's problem is like why does everything from zara have like a weird hole in it or mm. something like it's like it looks like it's gonna be a nice dress or a nice shirt and then like the back is missing. It's, oh, they always do something like crazy that yeah. I just never, and I don't feel like I see people walking around looking like that. So I don't understand what's going on with the Zara stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've ever actually bought anything from there. Uh, same with top well, top shop, I think has gone kaput at least in this country, but there was a, a while where that was popular. And then there's a French one. There are the, what's the one in France called? Je ne sais pas. Oh. Oh God. And then there's one in England. The English one is called uh, Primark. Oh, okay. Primark. And then the one in France is called like, Jesus, I have a, I have a couple of things from the one in France too, mm -hmm. that I just like kept, I'm like, oh, well they're French, but it's like literally pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> but whatever it's all garbage oh there's nowhere to buy clothes now every now it's like fucking everlane or like tech bro minimalist yeah. clothes. or i guess like um what's the one that girls like that's at the americana that's like has like slogans slogans uh not marley brandy melville Oh, Brandy Melville. That's one I can't fit into. Or I've never even tried, but I'm pretty sure I can. All right. Enough clothes. Okay. Let's talk about my worst. The bane of one of the banes of my existence. Mm -hmm. One of the most irritating people on earth has written a new cookbook. Her name, as you all know, is Jessica Seinfeld. Mm. And her new cookbook I guess it's new. I've never seen it before. It's called Vegan at Times. Mark Bittman already did that years ago. Remember VB6? Well, yeah. The dumb, which was another dumb idea. Like VB6 is is so dumb. I mean, if anyone, that's just you are vegan before six and then for dinner you can have meat is basically, which is like actually sort of simple and like doesn't sound that bad, but it, it's weird to like write a whole book about it. Yeah. And to be like, I'm VB6. VB6. <laughs> and he really tried to like make it a thing. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that this book is coming out now, Vegan at Times, because there's also this article that I don't think it went viral necessarily, but like it was sort of popular in the New York Times that Priya Krishna wrote about the epidemic of plagiarism within the cookbook community. Oh, really? So there's this 
Singaporean or this like white British colonial settler lady who grew up in Singapore and wrote a Singaporean cookbook that was like pretty popular in Great Britain. And then this like Singaporean woman, this Asian woman from 10 years ago was like, oh, not only are these recipes copied from my book, but like the stories about like my personal connections to the recipes are basically like verbatim. Oh, wow. And so the publisher canceled the book, like disc, like it's not in print anymore. And this cookbook author has been, uh, you know, humiliated or whatever, like drawn, you know, canceled. But in Priya Krishna's article, she of course mentions the, the OG plagiarism cookbook scandal, which was <laughs> Jessica Seinfeld being sued when her book Deceptively Delicious came out by the other woman that hid broccoli in mac and cheese or whatever. But I'm, I, that feels like, that feels like white on white crime. <laughs> like, yeah. doesn't that, like, I feel like if you're hiding vegetables, like my cookbook about hiding vegetables in my kids' food is like a white woman's game. Sure. And also it's like not, yeah, it's, there's, there's not the racial connotations, of course, but then also it's like, Jessica, she might've, she might, I think she, the lawsuit was actually dismissed eventually, but like, she might have gotten the idea from, for her book, from this other book, but like, she didn't copy the recipes or the stories verbatim. So it was like a less... And now I think if like everyone has is the same garbage life, and maybe Jessica was unfairly targeted. Yet, yet I still like watching her squirm because she's so irritating. Yeah, I know you have a particular, you have a deep rooted hatred for Jessica Simpson. Jessica Seinfeld. I mean Jessica Seinfeld. You love Jessica Simpson. Well, I was such a Jerry Shoshana shipper. <laughs> yeah. Day, so. I was just sad. When Shoshana they- is the best name for Jerry Seinfeld's underage girlfriend. I have to yeah, say. Well, Shoshana is just the best. I mean, Shoshana literally is the Jewish version of Lolita. Like <laughs> she's a Jewish Lolita. She's a Shoshana. Yeah. Like Shoshana is like a, a preteen or teenager, like busty, like temptress. It's like the hottest Jewish name yeah. that you can have for sure. Shoshana. Like every, everyone I knew whose Hebrew name was Shoshana was hot. Hot. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm surprised none of the Heim sisters are Shoshana. Oh, really? It seems like there would be one. Yeah. Maybe they're cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, Jessica Seinfeld's new book. It looks so it's vegan at times. It's she's holding a garden hose on the cover. I have no idea why. Because she's like planting plants to eat. I guess. Yeah. Uh, And then it's just. It's just, I guess, vegan recipes with a little bit of meat thrown in. And the one. Oh, she has meat recipes in it. Well, I imagine because it's called vegan at times. So it's like there has to be some meat every once in a while. Um. It just seems like that would be the the cookbook for someone who's vegan at times, but like eats meat. So it'd be like more like, I don't know, stuff that like meat eaters would like. Oh yeah. So they don't, they're like, we don't need the meat recipes. We already have that handled. We just need some vegetable recipes. I would, I don't know. Maybe. What the hell do I know? Well, the one that looks the most disgusting is her macaroni and cheese, which is just like, I'm sorry. That's one thing. Like, just don't eat macaroni and cheese if you're vegan. Like, I also feel like macaroni and cheese is like not for Jews. Like, Jews don't eat macaroni and cheese. So, like, just leave it out of your cookbook. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not extremely Jewish, but I, uh, I do love macaroni and cheese. But yeah, it's a very, it's like very 
I think it's like a good wasp tradition tradition and a good black tradition of macaroni yeah. and cheese. And it's, yeah, it's sort of skipped over. Well, also because Jewish people are notoriously lactose intolerant. Well, we can't, we can't have it and we don't, we shouldn't have yeah. it. It's just not just. So, so this one is not only do they substitute the cheese with Violife, um, four cups, four whole cups of Violife cheddar. Okay. Then you're adding nutritional yeast to it and then add insult to injury. You don't even get to use real pasta. You have to use the, um, oh no, it is real. Sorry. I thought, I thought it said cup capello pasta which was oh, is God. the but no it just says a shape called like cava cava toppy. i don't know what that means but okay so real pasta. okay uh, but at least it's not like fava bean or chickpea no, pasta except i'm sure i'm sure you could substitute and i'm sure many do yes 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 i feel like if you're gonna do a vegan mac and cheese though i do think you owe it to yourself to make i mean I, this would be extremely calorically dense probably but like to just go ahead and make like a cashew cheese yeah, make a cashew cheese from from scratch and make like a like a bechamel with yeah. a plant-based bechamel. And then I don't I don't even know what else you do. Then it then it's it's still I don't know. I'm I'm just like don't just don't have it. Just don't have it. I've actually had good vegan mac and cheese that was made that way. That's like in a very it's like very saucy. Okay. It's a, it's not like stringy, like melty cheese. It's like its own vegan fucking thing, but it's like it's good. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. if any uh, Jessica heads are out there and buy this cookbook, let us know. I still can't get over this fucking cover. She's like trying to, that's what the thing that bugs me about her. She always tries to be so casual and playful. And yet you can see it's so, uh, it's so transparent how much of like a tightly wound type A person she is. All right, I'm going to look this cover up. So when she's like playing around with his garden hose, just being like, oh my God, I'm spraying water in my kitchen. It just looks so fake. Let's see, cook. Oh, she went blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's still as- um, Oh, I see. She's still as skinny as ever. Vegan at times. Yeah. Yeah. I see. It's just, I don't know. You don't have a garden hose in your kitchen anyway. It just doesn't make sense as a prop. I think because it's like her kitchen is like a garden because there's like vines everywhere. Right. Yeah. There's like vines on her sink and vines on the wall. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they sell it at Williams-Sonoma. Also sell it on Goop. Oh, she's oh, everybody. I everywhere. went to Williams-Sonoma. I was just randomly by there and I walked in thinking to get something and I got one of their like the smallest little pat tin of their peppermint bark mm. and it was like $36 what for like not that yeah it was crazy and That's they, they didn't did have they a make a mistake no they I don't know they didn't have a price on the thing and I was just like oh, I'll get you know whatever this is I'll get $12 so I thought it would be like $12 and then I don't know if it's supply chain or inflation or whatever mm. um but I was like, this is insane. And I'm like, no wonder all your stores are failing, but I still bought it and I still ate it. Well, at instead. that point, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, I'm not going to like, return you can't it. say, oh, never mind. I mean, you could, I but could, but I was like, you would already. think about it for the rest of your life if you did that. And there's very few Williams Sonomas in New York or in LA. So like, I don't, this was in Pasadena and like, you don't, there's really only one in Pasadena and one in Beverly Hills. So I'm like, I'm not, if, if I, I'm only, I'm never there. So I'm like, this is sort of a special occasion and it is really good, but. 
this is bonks the price of this peppermint bark. It's crazy. The price is from $29.95 to $659.40. If because they sell it, you can get a set of 12. Oh yeah. And they also this one had like I don't know if it was more expensive because of it, but it was like a, a collab with Jacobson Salt Company. So it was like had sea salt on the peppermint bark. Oh, I see. So yeah, I guess salt is not, sorry, salt's not going to add $20 to. I also, to me, that seems like, oh, like a hat on a hat. Like it's already got peppermint. Yeah, it was, it was really good though. Okay. It was really good. They also had a dark chocolate one, which I didn't get. All of this shit is really expensive. Their toffee is $35. Everything there. And the only other thing I needed, because I lost, I had like a set of Williams-Sonoma measuring spoons and somehow mm-hmm. I lost my half teaspoon and I was like, do you just mm-hmm. sell the half teaspoon by itself so I can complete my set? And the answer was no. You know, these fucking stores, like they're like, oh, we're old fashioned. Like come shop with us, have brand loyalty because just like the olden days, you know what? In the fucking olden days, they would have sold you a teaspoon. Yeah. And you know who would probably do it and do it happily? Jeff Bezos. I could probably love I could probably go on the internet right now, buy, look on Amazon Marketplace, find a find a specific William Sonoma half teaspoon for like two dollars that someone's trying to sell and get it in within 24 hours. You're right, Brian. And yeah, William Sonoma, like who else is like, no one is in your store. Your stores are like going out of business and you're not going to fucking give us the fucking spoons. And that goes double for green pan yes, green. with their fucking lids. Okay. All of these people need their asses. checked. Okay. What was your craziest or your saddest? I don't know. And now I'm on their website. Okay. So what was sad was. <sighs> Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine because I I don't want to be mean. But my saddest was that I when I moved I had to leave behind all my goop products because well not all of them I brought my um, vitamin C drink mix whatever the hell it's called goop glow and I brought my peels but that was it. What did you leave behind? I left behind my Rahua shampoo Pua. Why did you leave behind your? Because it was like almost empty. What I left behind was shit that was like so empty. I was like, I don't really need this. I left behind my soap, my salt, pink Himalayan salt scrub. I left behind some jars of, um, oh God, Tata Harper. A lot of stuff because Mm. it was like so used up that I was like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to throw this out. Cause it's just, I don't need it. Yeah. It's like, I just might as well just buy new ones, but it was sad to see all that stuff go because it just all went at once. And now I'm starting over from scratch, but it's also like time for a new, new beginning. Right. Totally. Get new goop products. I mean, that is one thing about moving. It does force you to like, get rid of the stuff that you, you keep sort of more for as like an act of stagnation than actually like because you want it yeah because it's like a lot of the stuff like I mean I was gonna have to throw it out at some point anyway but it's like just like having it in my shower and being like that's who I am yeah 
I use these things, even though like I mostly had used them up. So whatever, but what will I repurchase? What will I not? I don't know. Time will tell. I just like went to Target and bought like some probably like endocrine disrupting murder shampoo that will probably cause grave harm to my body, but I'll replace it with goop stuff soon. Yeah. And that's a good excuse to check out the sale once more things go on sale after Christmas. Yeah. That's why I really need the sale to happen because I'm fucked. So my craziest, and may, you might know more about this woman than I do. Okay. I listened to the Goop podcast this week uh, with, you okay. know, it was Eric, Erica was the host. It wasn't Gwyneth, but she was interviewing Glennon Doyle. Yeah. yeah. I know. Are you familiar with this person? I am. Yeah. What? I, Cause I've heard the name a lot. I have listened to, there was um, an episode of Celebrity Book Club where they talked about her wife's memoir, Abby Wambach, who's like a professional soccer player. And then of course, Glennon Doyle was in the memoir a lot. So they talked about her then. But I'm like, who, she's like a self-help memoirist person. What is her deal? Why yeah, is she famous? She's just like a self-help person. I think, does she have, is she daring greatly? Is that her? I think- her, she may have a podcast, I believe. She's probably. I, her, I have never responded to any self help person in my life. I think they always seem extremely sleazy to me, and like they're just like trying to scam me out of money. Um, yeah. they, it just like the genre does not speak to me, That's except for like Oprah, but she's not really a self help person. She just sort of like platform yeah she like facilitates self-help people so okay so the what i can glean oh untamed yeah untamed and then love warrior so she i think and i think she was like a big sort of instagram influencer like look at my perfect life so she had like a husband and she wrote love warrior about her relationship with her husband and then she ended up leaving him for a woman this soccer player and now her new book untamed is about her and the soccer player but then she also has like a history of bulimia and addiction. And so like, that's her sort of backstory. And I know she was on Reese's, like she's a big Reese Witherspoon book club person, but I wasn't sure if, I, I don't, I guess I don't really know, like is her audience more sort of like middle America Christian housewives? Like, I don't think she's like a cool hipster influencer. Like what is, I just don't understand what is going on and why I have heard her name for years. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that there was a, um, I, I think that she, like, I, I think she had some podcasts and like people think that she's like really wise and like they love what she has to say. I don't really know what it is, but I don't know. No, I don't know. Anyway, on this podcast, on the Goop podcast, she was extremely charming. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't really understand what your deal is, but I see why people want to, especially now that if, if she has a podcast, because she's like very good on audio, I can see how she'd be someone who a certain segment of the population would like aspire to be. Yeah. You know what? I was getting her confused with uh, Brene Brown. I think Brene Brown is the one who does Daring Greatly. 
Yeah, no, Brene Brown, I know. Brene Brown is older. She's like a traditional self-help relationship person who is very like, I think it's more like middle-aged women are into her. And Glennon well, Doyle, I think, is a little like younger skewing, I believe. She's a little younger. I mean, Glennon Doyle is not young. Is she not? No. She looks good. I don't know. She's like in her- I mean, she's not old, but she's not like, I think she's- She's like she's in not her- like early 40s, maybe? Maybe she's in her 40s. I don't know. Yeah, she's probably in her 40s. Um, but yeah, I've never, I guess she has a podcast called We Can Do Hard Things. Mm, yeah, so I don't think podcasting is her main thing. I think it's these books and maybe social media. Yeah, that untamed book I've definitely seen around a lot. And she's like big on social media, yeah. Yeah. She's also the creator of the online community Momastery. Nope. I don't no know. Idea. So it's like, she's like a mom. I think she's like a mommy blogger who then sort of went lesbian and is like maybe alienated her original fan base, but then sort of, I think it's like all these like straight women who are sort of projecting their own maybe queer fantasies onto her life. I don't know. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know, but she, I, I like follow her on Instagram. Yeah. But I don't know why I did. I just like, oh, I have to follow her. Interesting. I don't know. But she was charming. She was, yeah, she was super charming. And she was talking about, and I, I, I always am a little incredulous when these really public people call themselves introverts. Right. But she's like, oh, I'm such an introvert. And like, I don't like to go out. And like, you know, my wife is all into like, you know, traveling and hiking. And like, I can have an adventurous life, but my adventurous life is at home and it's my internal life it's sort of weird okay. but i guess she's just yeah i don't know i don't i i can't get a hold on her because she seems a little like oh and she also talks about you know capitalism and how she she's always had to like work 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 and now she realizes that that's like a construct of society but i i don't actually believe her that she's just gonna stop working because she seems like a total workaholic i don't know well she was working when she said that yeah exactly i mean i don't know i i don't yeah i think that she's sort of like is someone who really has her finger on the pulse with like like mainstream progressive adjacent causes that like look really good but might mean actually nothing yeah and she kind of plays she's like a she's the type of person who would be like very outspoken about like stuff like that yeah it's like it's like small town progressive women like yes you have your little yes if you're like yeah, if you have that love is love sign in your yard and it's a big deal for you because you live in wherever and that's your personality, mm-hmm. then like Glennon Doyle is like your guru, your yeah. like love warrior. She's or whatever your she she's your Anna and Dasha. She's exactly that's your red scare. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um what is what would you try? Um, okay. So what would I try? Um, I guess I wouldn't try those cashmere pants. Fuck. Hang on. (laughs) I had it. Oh, I left it blank on my (laughs) thing. I may not have anything that I would try, but I definitely like, I need to go shopping and I need to buy like 
literally a new everything. So like I would basically try like I want to try a new shampoo conditioner from them. I want to try a new body wash from them. I want to try a new face oil from them. Those are the things that I want to get. And I, I'm open to, I guess, any of them. And also I will continue to try every single thing on the group menu, which is my goal for, um, 2022. (laughs) Great. What a goal. (laughs) Yeah. What would you try? Uh, two really fancy hotels that I will never be able to afford. Oh my God. What are they? So one was from an article called a Lux road trip to a wellness wonderland. And one of the goop staffers got to go drive up to, of course, Gwyneth's second hometown Montecito and stay at the Rosewood Miramar beach hotel Mm, where is like, like they said, a wellness wonderland where there's like tons of spa experiences. And it's like these little like bungalows right on the beach. And I looked at the website and it's $1,400 a night for a room. They're starting at $1,400 a night. So I can cross that one off the list. Wow, that's a lot. And then, oh, and then we have another one in Hawaii. Now I am in the very beginning stages of perhaps planning a little trip to Hawaii. Yeah, Um, you're a big Hawaii guy. I'm a big Hawaii guy. That's, I mean, I understand the complications about white tourism in Hawaii and the history of colonialism and sort of the fucked up relationship that Hawaii has to the United States. That being said, I love fucking eating, drinking a Mai Tai out of a coconut and I'm not going to stop. It's complicated. Yeah. It's complicated. Uh, So if money was no object, I would think about staying at, I've never been to the big Island actually. And this is um, part of the Auberge resorts group and it's called Manolani. Mm-hmm. And it's on the Big Islands Koala Kohala coast, and okay. again about fifteen hundred dollars a night, which is literally what? that sounds like so much money. It's crazy. It's like literally twice as expensive as the Four Seasons on Maui, where White Lotus was filmed. It's like twice as expensive as that. Fifteen hundred dollars a night. It just sounds like a lot, a lot of yeah. money. I don't know. But both fashion director Ali Pugh and. Uh, Vice President of Communications, Nora Raj Brown, who our audience might know, I worked with years and years ago at a hotel in New York. <laughs> they both went there on their baby moons. I think baby, Hawaii is like a big baby moon place. My sister went there on a baby moon. What? Is, which I don't understand. Okay, so baby moon is like you're pregnant and you're like, I'm not gonna be able to like have a f- fun holiday without kids for the rest of my life. So I'm going to go on this. But you can't drink. You can't drink. That's the thing. And Jen, my sister literally did it twice going to Hawaii and not drinking. And it's like, I mean, maybe this is, yeah, I, 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 there's no other, I mean, where, where, I guess what type of vacation would you go on where drinking is not a temptation? I don't know what the answer is. I don't know either, but I feel like that one, well, I guess when you're like super pregnant, cause that one, like, at least you could just like lie around. Yeah. 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 But it just seems like, well, I don't know. It just seems like a long, like a big ordeal to go and not drink. <laughs> yeah, because like you can't have a fucking drink when you get off the goddamn plane in Hawaii. I know. Well, you can still have all the fresh juices, and you and you can't have raw fish, so you can't even really have like the poke. 
I don't know. I don't know what. If I were to get pregnant and then to go on a baby moon, I don't think I would go on a baby moon. I don't think that's me, but I also probably will not get pregnant. So it's the moot point. I can't think of a single solitary. I don't think it, I don't think it's me. I don't think I would go on one. You would just want to sit there. Um, I think so. I just think that like, once you get pregnant for me, I feel like my, like, all right, I'm really going to live it up. It's like, I want to do, I want to get that out of the way before. <laughs> like once I would get pregnant, I would be like, okay, like I'm it's over. It's all over. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like <laughs> the, the, to me, like going and having fun is just like, I would be drinking. I don't know. I guess I just don't know. I guess I just don't. <laughs> You can't picture yourself having any fun without a drink in your hands. Um, or like, I'm just thinking of like where the, I mean, I guess I get it. Cause like in Hawaii, like you want to lie, you want to lie. Yeah. You're not, it's not a particularly active vacation. You're not like running around Europe or something. Um, you can still eat well, you can drink juice, lie on the beach. And the juice is good. It's good juice. It's a, you can make a ver, you know virgin guava something, a virgin passion fruit something. Pretty good. Macadamia nuts. Are you allowed to drink coffee? You can have yeah, coffee. Yeah, you can have right? coffee. Yeah, macadamia nuts. You can you have, have like good fish. Coffee. Have like a beautiful seared opa fish tacos. It's pretty good actually. Yeah, maybe Hawaii. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. And then when you have the kid, go back and then you can drink go as back much and as get you drunk want. off your ass with yeah. your baby. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Uh, all right. What would you buy? Sorry, you caught me off guard. Okay. I would buy the ELA small wonders set. It's $29 for like all of the ELA or like ILA, IL, ILIA, ILIA products. I think that seems like a really good deal. I mean, they're all sample sizes, I guess. It still seems like a good deal to me. I don't know. 29 bucks for what are, what are these products you get? I mean, they're sample sizes, so they're small. Mm. But samples can last for a while. You get mascara, you get two mascaras, a gloss, and a lip treatment mask. Okay. And I've just always been sort of curious about this product, this line, because of all the natural shit that they have, makeup to me is the one where I'm like, it's not worth it. Cause it's like usually just goes on really weird, like chalky or just like something is weird with it. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I kind of would be interested in just spending 30 bucks and getting a little sample because it always looks really good. You know, if you need to fill out that um, shipping minimum, that's a good good addition to the old basket. I never have trouble (laughs) filling out the shipping minimum, unfortunately. Although, you know what? Now I'm realizing one of the other things I left behind was I did have the Ilya... um, tinted sunscreen and it was really bad oh really it was so chalky tinted sunscreen is i don't know i don't like it well i now i use the goop glow tinted sunscreen it actually is like great i love it i mean not goop glow the um oh god what the hell is it called it's not it's not made by goop but it has like a very goop sounding name super goop super goop super goop well, I this is not something I would buy because I already have it, but I will recommend other people to buy. 
Okay. Um, it's the one thing that is currently 40% off on sale that I use and like. Um, it's a cookbook. I think I've talked about it on the podcast before. It's called Jubilee mm. Recipes from Two Centuries of African American Cooking. I read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got it from the library. Oh, read cool. It. Yeah. No, that's the thing. It's like one of those books you can just read. Like the, the, the writing is so yeah. good and it, you know, tells you a lot about like food history yeah, um, it was really good. and black history. It's, it's great. It's well-written and the recipes are, it's this mix of like historically accurate recipes from the past couple hundred years, which are more sort of, they're more fun to read about than maybe they are to cook. But then what she does, the author will adapt these historical recipes into more sort of contemporary contexts um, without losing like the, the idea of the recipe or the flavor. Yeah. And I, I love collecting cookbooks, but for the most part, I will like use them once or twice and then put them on the shelf and like not look at them again. Yeah. This is one that I keep coming back to and keep uh, pouring over and cooking different things out of. Uh, so I, this is probably the best cookbook that I've gotten at least in the past couple of years. Um, okay. The, the chicken and dumplings recipe is one of the most delicious things I've ever cooked in my entire life. I've made that a few times, even something simple, like the, the pancake recipe that she has in it is like really good. I've done a pork chop recipe. That's great. Um, there's a lot of good, like veggie recipes. There's a shrimp and grits recipe. I mean, it's just really good stuff. And maybe I should get it. Cause I don't think I actually made anything out of it. I think I've just read it. Yeah. And, um, remember. and it's now it's on sale on goop 40% off for $21 hardbound, beautiful hardbound cookbook. Mm, that's a good, that's a pretty good price for a cookbook. So yeah, if for, for yourself or if any, anyone in your life is like a big cook and doesn't have this book, this is a really, it's a good one. That's a good recommendation. And it's like, it's not like, you know, easy 20 minute weeknight meals, but it's also not, I'm spending five hours in the kitchen. It's like a, it's like a nice weekend. Like I want to maybe go to the grocery store and buy a couple ingredients that I don't have on hand and then spend like two hours on a Sunday making like a really delicious meal. Mm. That sounds nice. Yeah. Very, very good. Well, I can't wait to start cooking food again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do, uh, I mean, do this chip chicken and dumplings is like, so it's so good. It's so good. I can't get over it. Okay. And you could even make a Jewish version and do, um, make the dumplings out of matzo meal, which would be a fun. If everything in my life has to be the Jewish yeah. version. Well, and it's like a cute it. homage to like the relationship between the black and Jewish communities. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to express that in my <laughs> chicken. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, okie doke. Well, guys, this will not be out for another day because I'm going to have to really slice and dice this one. I feel really bad, Brian. Uh, maybe I'll let you do it. Not kidding. <laughs> you I'll, could try, but I don't. <laughs> it would be really sad. No, uh, it'll give me something to do tomorrow morning. Um, Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no. Do I mean, you want me to do it? No, it's fine. Okay. It will only take me like a couple hours. Oh my God, Brian. That's all right. Most, most people that have podcasts do this every time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm just a lazy asshole. Well, I'm worse. Cause I'm just like, I like forget to, I just like walk away from the computer. and just forgets. To- so yeah, your only job is to send me that link of your audio. Which I do like half the time. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. okay. Anyway. Okay, guys. Uh, well, hopefully next week our audio problems will be fixed. If yeah. not, then I'll have to fucking start driving Sherman Oaks. All right. You heard it here first. Okay. Uh, bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.